Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Thursday, August 27th, 2020. Today's show is brought to you in part by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. How you all doing today? I know this podcast is going up a little bit later, but I do appreciate you stopping by. No matter the time of day, you are listening. I am Danny Webster, your host, and I do appreciate you stopping by for today's episode in which we have a lot to discuss. But before we discuss that, what about that intro? That was pretty cool, right? Like the the whole thing, a little, a little bit more personable, you know? You know, we kind of we kind of like the whole rock music thing, but when I heard this music, I was like, yeah, we should do it. And then they said, yeah, we're going to put a little bit of intro, a little bit of flair into the show, let people know what in the world they're listening to. And I'm like, I am here for it. So hope you like the new intro. Hope you like... The way that we're introducing this podcast from now on, it is awesome. Very awesome. What is not awesome? Systemic racism is not awesome. Police brutality is not awesome. And as a result of recent events that have taken place this past week, uh, sports are taking a break for a couple of days. Now, at least it's not... I mean, it's hard to find a silver lining into this, but I mean, it's not a four-month pause because of a global pandemic, but again, we're here in a global pandemic talking about this, which means, which I mean, is kind of ridiculous when you think about it, but nevertheless, there was supposed to be hockey today. The plan was to have a podcast up yesterday, to do a show yesterday and kind of get you ready for game three between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks. Unfortunately, as I sat down to get ready to record the show on Wednesday, things started to happen in the sports world, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks deciding to get up and boycott their game against the Orlando Magic, their Game 5 matchup in the playoffs, to which then that sent a chain reaction throughout the rest of the NBA schedule. All games were canceled on Wednesday, and eventually it would lead up to canceling all games on Thursday, the NBA was not alone in this. Major League Baseball had two games canceled. The WNBA canceled its entire slate of games. And Major League Soccer also saw some cancellation as well. Reason being for this is because of the recent events in Kenosha, Wisconsin, earlier this week with Jacob Blake, 29 year old black man who was entering his vehicle and then was shot. By seven, by uh, shot seven times by law enforcement officials in Kenosha, which is about forty minutes away from Milwaukee. If I'm thinking I'm doing the math correctly, which of course with the Bucks leading the movement in deciding to not play, it was a player-driven movement on both sides, on every single side that you can look for. In regards to this, the players made the decision to go ahead and cancel the games. Meanwhile, last night, the NHL, whether we say it was a quick turnaround or not, you can make the case it was and make the case for it wasn't. The NHL decided to play on its games last night. They played two games uh, between the Flyers and the Islanders. Or not the Flyers and the Islanders. It was Lightning and the Bruins. Flyers and Islanders were supposed to play tonight. And the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche. 
Those games went on as planned, and at the moment, as of the conclusion of those games, nothing was set in stone for what the NHL was going to do as far as their games going forward. Well, the word came down early in the morning that there would be some sort of cancellation involved, whether that would be canceling a game or two or canceling an entire postseason, who knew, but the reality was the players were in on this from the very beginning. And as a result, it would, the official word did not come down until about 3 o'clock Pacific time. But once it did, it was made official that the NHL postponed their uh, playoff games on Thursday, and they've also postponed games on Friday. Schedule for those games is to be determined, but yes, that also did mean that the Golden Knights game three against the Canucks had been pushed back from today. Game four was set for Saturday. We're not exactly sure of the time and the schedule at the time of this podcast going up, but that is where we are at this moment. The Golden Knights were supposed to have media availability today at 9.45 a.m. Pacific time, and we I was waiting on the Zoom call. I think we were all waiting on the Zoom call, waiting for their availability for what was supposed to be a pregame chat with the Golden Knights. And as the time started to get a little bit further, a little bit further, things started to, it, the silence started to echo a little louder. Uh, about 30 minutes had passed before the league had announced that it was going to be a quote-unquote slight delay and that the Golden Knights were going to take part in morning skate at 12.15. During the time frame of which the Golden Knights were waiting, we were waiting for the Golden Knights to appear on their uh, media availability Zoom call, Evander Kane had tweeted that the Hockey Diversity Alliance had issued a formal request to the NHL to cancel games today. It wasn't until 3 o'clock, as I mentioned, that the official word came down. Once the official word came down, uh, representatives from the Western Conference teams and representatives from the Eastern Conference teams all took part in a press conference. The Western Conference was completely stacked from many players from all four remaining teams in the Western Conference, led in part by Golden Knights forward Ryan Reeves, front and center at the podium. The coaches then spoke afterward, and once they were once they had spoken, that was that. Thus putting us in a spot where there will be no hockey for the next couple of days. Again, Saturday is expected the resumption of the Stanley Cup playoffs, but how the schedule will work out remains to be seen. So with all that said, <laughs> Again, there was a thought of doing the podcast yesterday, but once everything started coming down, um, I I didn't feel in good conscience to actually do a show because I didn't want to jump the gun. Because if I did it one late enough and something happened and we would have been talking about how the Golden Knights are supposed to get ready for Game 3, but there would be no Game 3 to get ready for, at least for today. Um, Man, very... Very powerful stuff, which I, I, I will talk about Ryan Reeves's uh, comments today and the availability from the Western Conference side uh, a little bit later on. But very crazy 24 hours, if we're, if we're putting it mildly. It was a very interesting situation. I think the way that the NBA handled it was fantastic. The way that 
you're really and, and I think the NBA and and um and the and the National Hockey League can kind of take some credit for this. You're in a bubble. Both the NBA and the NHL are in a bubble. You are basically away from your families. You are away from pretty much the rest of the outside world for a long period of time, especially if you're going into a run for the Stanley Cup. You're going to be there for quite a while. And if you're in the case of the NBA, you're going after the NBA championship, and it's just one giant, it's one giant mess. When you are in a bubble and you cannot do anything outside, you can't go out and protest, you can't go out and really contribute in the way that I think a lot of these players, given their stance, would want to do, it puts a toll on them. And I think the fact that they went into this knowing that there was really not much they can do and they that the players made the attempt to make this statement, I think they should absolutely be commended for in how they handled it, both the players and the league, the players association and the league on both in both, especially the NBA and the NHL on the NHL side of things, you know, it it creates a very interesting quandary going forward. I mean, I'm looking at it from the hockey side, obviously first here, it creates a quandary in the sense that, well, it's going to change the schedule a little bit. And I think it's going to change the scheduling and how they handle things going forward. Because if you got game three on Saturday, if you're Vegas, then you have a quick turnaround for game four, possibly on Monday. Do you still do a back-to-back between games five and six if it does go that far? Uh, so it does create a little bit of a little bit of a tangling movement for both of the uh, for both the schedule makers, especially on the NHL side. But as far as it needing to be done, it absolutely needs to be done. And again, I th- I think. In trying to keep the politics side out of this, it's very hard to do. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, whether no matter what side of what you intend to believe, the fact of the matter is, is that a black man was shot in the back seven times by law enforcement in Wisconsin. And the fact that we have to find out that it was a black man getting shot by law enforcement and the fact that it's a black man getting strangled, not strangled to death, but is basically cutting off his air supply while he's on the ground, fighting for his life in front of a convenience store in Minnesota. And we have to talk about a woman getting shot and murdered in Louisville. All of that just is one giant mess. And then you have, uh, and then you have a man with with an automatic assault weapon going into Wisconsin and killing two more people is 17 years old, which is ridiculous at that point. All of these things combine together. And of course, you know, the, the NHL is not a predominantly black league like the NBA is. But the fact that you had members of the Hockey Diversity Alliance and you had Ryan Reeves standing up there today, getting the support of the players around them, that says a lot to me. And and again, I will touch on Ryan Reeves' comments in just a little bit, and it pertains to to the white players that stood behind him. Very powerful time, very sensitive time, and I just wish we could all just understand and listen to what these people are asking, listen to what, you know, black people you know, people of color, what 
whatever, whoever it is, we need to listen. And I said this, you know, the day that Vegas and Dallas had, had their, uh, took the knee before the game, I said this, it is all about trying to have a healthy dialogue. And yet still here we are nearly a month later and we're still not getting that healthy dialogue. We're still not getting just, just the answers that I hoped we would have. We're not getting that, especially now in an election cycle and everything else in between. Yes, this is a hockey podcast. Hockey players are doing this. Hockey players are choosing to stand up for their rights, for their beliefs, and basically say that this is not what they want. And there's really no other way around it, guys. It's going to get uncomfortable. If you don't like what I'm saying, you can turn it off now. If you if you like what I'm saying, if you understand with what I'm saying, then then that's good. But the more this keeps happening, the more uncomfortable we're going to get and the more uncomfortable we can get. You we cannot just ask players of any sport to just stick to sports anymore. Much like you can't ask any of us who cover a team to stick to sports anymore. It's it's impossible to do. It is impossible to do. And because of that, we now have to go into a direction where there is no hockey for the next two days. And hopefully that's enough time for people to kind of get it together and understand why this is happening. I get people talking about they don't want to mix sports and politics together. They don't want, you know, they don't want politics in their hockey. They, they don't want, you know, they don't want anything like that. They don't want that crossover. It's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen because athletes, yeah, they get paid millions of dollars. They're still human. You talk to these people every day, especially like me. I've talked to some of these players every day for the last three years. I don't talk to them just about hockey. You know, I talk to them about just being a human being and getting to know the human being outside of the rink. Like, that is that is what I value most in my job. I don't value just asking about, oh, what happened on this play? That's part of the job. But at the end of the day, these players are human beings. And especially for those who are black, for those who are, you know, people of color, no matter what race you are, they still feel, they still hurt, they still, they still want answers. And if, and if they're not going to get it from the higher ups, then they need to go out and do it themselves. And I absolutely 100% applaud everyone who took a stand yesterday in the sporting world to make that happen. Again, you don't like it. That's just the way it is. But those players should be applauded no matter how much money they make, no matter what they're doing. If they feel they need to stand up for themselves and stand up for their fellow brothers and sisters, then that's exactly what needs to happen. And that's just the way it is. This podcast is brought to you in part by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Whether you're looking for a taillight, a headlight, a piece of carpet, whatever you want, more times than none, your local auto parts store is not going to carry it. RockAuto.com has everything 
for you. A family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, rockauto.com is the one place to shop for your auto and body parts needs from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, taillights, motor oil, and even new carpets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. You know a piece of cheesecake sounds good right now. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And as a reminder, friends, you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. You can also send an email to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com if that does suit your fancy. And again, I appreciate you stopping by for today's episode, which is a very, again, probably could have gone off the rails right now. I'm not going to lie about that, but, you know, it's things that we need to talk about because they're involving sports. They're involving, you know, my job, basically, and they need to be talked about. So it is what it is, which is what brings me next to Ryan Reeves and his play in this whole thing. And, you know, Ryan Reeves is someone who, again, it goes back to getting to know the person. You know, I haven't had many, you know, one-on-one conversations with Ryan Reeves more, more times than anything. If I'm getting to know Ryan Reeves, it's, it's mainly because I, I need a good quote. But if we're having like a good side conversation, it's normally about game shows. And normally when we're at City National Arena on a regular game day and they're just getting done with practice or they're just getting done with morning skate, normally the price is right is on. And I will talk I will talk the price is right with Reeves for like hours if I need to. He is there there there's there are certain clicks that you want to discuss certain things with. Like with Nate Schmidt, I discuss Star Wars. With Ryan Reeves, it's game shows. Uh, I haven't gotten to the part yet where I talk with Marc Andre Fleury about soap operas, but we're gonna eventually get there. But b- back to the original topic at hand. You get you know at least the kind of person that Ryan Reeves is when you get to talk to him on a, on a normal basis. You see him every day and you get to talk to him. And you know I got a chance to talk to him over the summer when he was doing a uh, when he was being the Reverend Reverend Revo for a wedding for for two Golden Knights fans. And I and I talked to him about it and just asking him you know what what is it about doing these kind of events that you enjoy and. You know, he's a family man. He is someone who has set up shop in Las Vegas. He loves this community, and he loves being a part of it. And it's a big reason why the Golden Knights signed him to a two-year extension during the pause. To one, keep him away for an unrestricted free agency, and two, 
they they love having these locker room guys in the fold. And the other thing that just happens to be because of this is because Ryan Reeves is black. And he's talked, you know, I've talked to him before about, you know, you know, being a minority in the NHL. And fortunately, he's never dealt with situations where teammates have come at him or fans have come at him. He hasn't suffered through that like Devontae Smith Pelly did a couple of years ago when he was in the penalty box in one of those games, and I can't remember where it was. But you called him every racial slur under the sun, and it's like, well, what in the world are we even doing here? Reeves got up today. He's, again, he was front and center in the podium. It was him, Nazem Kadri, former teammate pierre Edward Belmar, stars forward Jason Dickinson, who took the knee with Reeves and Tyler Sagan and Robin Leonard, and uh, Bo Horvat, the captain of the Canucks as well, all standing at the podium, all taking questions. And I thought Ryan Reeves, you could tell, like, you talk to Reeves, you know he's not a nervous person. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm pretty sure he would say he wasn't nervous, but you can tell he was choked up a little bit, saying the things that he was saying in response to the questions. He was very honest, very upfront. You talk to him about these sort of things and it's not something he wants to talk about but when everything happened and when the you know the hockey diversity alliance was created and when the nhl came out with this we skate for initiative it was going to happen eventually especially with matt dumba doing what he did and you know evander kane his role reeves was going to be one who was going to be expected to say something at some point and i thought he handled today's speech and his answers eloquently he handled them as well as anybody could and again it's not easy it's easy to get up into a podium and just talk about hockey and talk about you know just how much he wants to hit somebody or how much he wants to punch somebody in the mouth that's that's easy for him you could tell in this situation it was something that he didn't really know how to do because nobody, especially a black player in the National Hockey League, probably has any idea how to handle this situation because it's never come up before. Yeah, instances of racism have showed up, but how they approach it and how they go about finding the next steps in making sure it doesn't happen again, that's an entirely different story. So I thought Reeves was absolutely spectacular. I'm going to actually play some of what he said today. Um, his answers during this press conference. Actually, I'll turn it over right now. Here's Ryan Reeves uh, during today's press conference. Uh, you know, I think I think if you look around this room, um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of white athletes in here, and I think that's the statement that's being made right now. Um, you know, it, it's great that the NBA did this, and the MLB and the WNBA. You know, they have a lot of black players in those leagues, but for you know all these athletes in here to take a stand and say, you know what, we, we see the problem too. And we stand behind you. You know, I, I go to war with these guys and I, I hate their guts on the ice, but I couldn't be more proud of these guys. It's, uh, you know, the statement that they've made today is, is something that's going to last, you know, these two days isn't going to, isn't going to fix anything, but um, the conversation and the, and the statement that's been made is very powerful, especially coming from, uh, from this league. Um, you know, I think it was, just what I said, I, I think the message coming from a predominantly white league has a lot bigger impact, not bigger impact, but it has 
a very strong impact when it's coming from players like this. You know, most of these guys have never lived through some of the stuff that black athletes have. You know, uh, they don't go through those those day to day things that they feel that racism or they've they, they've seen the racism racism or their family's gone through it. But for them to say, look, we see what's going on in society and we, we disagree with it and something has to change right now. That, that was my message. And I think I, I, you know, I said that standing together here is, it's, it's just, it's more powerful than anything you can do. We're in a bubble. There's nothing you can do outside the bubble right now. And we can't change anything because we're stuck in here, but together in here right now, that's, that's what we can do. Um, you know, I think, I think when we took a knee that one day, it was, um, it was a day to, you know, start the conversation. Um, for me, um, I also have a lot of respect for military. And, um, so, you know, I wanted to start the conversation of what what's going on in, in the States right now, but, um, I, I also want to stand and, and respect the people that have fought and died for this country. Um. So I, I, I don't think I was planning on doing anything else on the ice. Um, I don't know if I am after this, to be honest, but um, I think this is a much more powerful message today than uh, anything that one, one or two or three guys can do on the ice. And, and a lot, there's a lot to take from that. Number one, the willingness of the white players to come to him and say, hey, we want to help in any way we can. And I mentioned earlier about being in a bubble. When you're in a bubble, you are basically surrounded by people, whether it be your own teammates or whether it be other teams' players. You are basically around them 24-7. You see them every day. It's like a, it's like a ridiculous utopia that, is, that there's no way of escaping. You see the same people. You're in the same environment over and over and over again. But... What Reeves pointed out here is that being in the bubble has kind of helped because it allows people from all groups to come together. It's not just one team. It's not just one team that speaks out and then hopes that the other team responds like, hey, can you kind of help me over here? Like, like I need the help with this project. Can you, can you like help me a little bit? You know, things like that where he, he went into this with – you know, he mentioned Kevin Shattenkirk reached out to him and how other members in the Eastern Conference were reaching out to him and how, you know, the Canucks reached out to Ryan Reeves and said, how can we help and this, that, and the other thing. And that to me is such a great moment of unity in a time where, again, these guys are away from their families, they're away from their newborns, they're away from their wives, they're away from their kids they're away from all of these things that make them whole, make them normal. And here they are in a bubble having to deal with systemic racism and every bit of negativity that comes with that. And you look at how Reeves addressed that today. And I thought he did a great job. And again, this is something that he probably never wants to talk about. It's not that he doesn't want to, but it it's not something that needs to be brought up. But the fact that here we are, where we're discussing no hockey for the next two days because because armed police officers shot a black man. 
And again, you can say whatever you want about whether what no matter what they say about, you know, him being a rapist or whatever the case may be, a black man was shot by law enforcement. Would we be saying the same thing about a white person? At least I would. If a white person was shot by another white person, yeah, I would say something. I don't know about the rest of you, but I would. I would absolutely stand up and say, why is this happening? The problem is, is that we have been in a country built on 400 years going on, 400 years plus of black people not having their fair share. And again, I wasn't alive in you know the the civil rights era i wasn't alive you know when martin luther king led hundreds of thousands millions of people through washington to make a speech i i wasn't alive then but there's footage there's things that are happening in this country that we can't fully get removed from because they're still fresh because they still happen. It was only a couple hundred years ago that we were in the Civil War, or less than a couple hundred years ago in that fact. There's only, you know, little less than 300 years since the Revolutionary War happened. We act like that's such a long time, but it's not. So when you talk about the Civil Rights era and you talk about Jim Crow and you talk about all of this, it, it, it's not that long ago. And yet here we are in the year 2020, in the middle of a global pandemic, we are here discussing, instead of hockey today, we are discussing about the culmination of black people being killed between Jacob Blake, between you know, Breonna Taylor, between George Floyd, everything that has culminated into today. And there's no other way around it. There really is no way around it. And unfortunately, until we get to a point where black people don't have to feel scared about going out on the street or feel scared about being near their own homes or getting in their own cars or anything, these are the conversations we need to have. And I thought Ryan Reeves put it eloquently after the game against the Stars. I thought Robin Leonard spoke eloquently after the game against the Stars, and I thought Ryan Reeves did a terrific job today dressing it as well. So until we get to a point where, we, where, where this doesn't even need to be a discussion, it's going to be a discussion. It may not be as vocal as... The NHL might not be as vocal as the NBA. It might not be as vocal as maybe the NFL. It definitely won't be as vocal as the WNBA because the WNBA is fighting for completely different battles outside of you know racism there is a lot more that the WNBA is fighting for until we get to a point where we can just stop just pointing fingers until we get to a point where people are listening to one another until we get to a point where people can just not be so quick to judge people this is going to be a topic. 
it's going to be a topic. And the more times that athletes feel like their voice isn't being heard, they find ways to make their voices heard. And again, you probably don't like what I'm saying. That's fine. That's fine. You are allowed to speak your mind as I am mine. But I'm not coming at anybody and I'm not trying to forcefully say, you know, listen to me. I know better. You don't. I'm not saying that. And I hope that that doesn't happen if you want to criticize me. We need to get to a point where we can have conversation and not just have conversation, but actually listening. There's a difference between having the conversation and listening to the conversation. And right now, my hope with through all of this, and I think most of our hopes or all of our hopes who believe that this is the right thing that the, that the NHL did is to have the conversation, but listen, listen. It, because we've gotten too far to the point now where we're, we're talking and people are talking. Even on both sides, people are talking. But until people get into a room and sit down and stop pointing fingers and stop putting the, 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 the idea of fear into everybody, that is what we need to do as a society. So there you go. Unfortunately, since there's no games to talk about tonight, there's no games to talk about tomorrow, uh, there will be no show tomorrow because there's really no, since again, we don't know the schedule yet. We don't know of anything going on right now. There's We will not do a show tomorrow. And unless anything changes, unless anything breaks, unless anything drastic happens, We'll be back on Monday to address possibly game three and then get you ready for game four between the Golden Knights and the Canucks. And then hopefully we can get back to talking hockey because I know that's what you guys want. That's what I want. But until we get to that point, conversations need to be had. Voices need to be heard. People need to be listened to. And that's just the way I see it. So thank you all for downloading, sharing, listening, subscribing. All that jazz is greatly appreciated. Again, you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. You want to send an email, LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com is the place to do that. And I appreciate you. So with that being said, we'll let the music play us out. You guys have a good weekend. When the hockey comes back, enjoy the hockey and just love one another. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for much. I'm just a, a measly little podcast host who just speaks into a microphone and hopes for the best. So I'm hoping for the best here. Be kind to one another. Love each other. And let's just let's just stop with all this nonsense. Let's just stop. Every bit of it. No matter what it is, just stop it. All right? Till next time, I'm Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a good weekend, everybody.